0: Are back episode 55.
1: Wow, I know y'all heard that on. that wood sound. I was practicing it. I, was, I was practicing it. Episode 55. C. Clay introduced us. Uh, got a banger episode for you this week. This week is the PGA championship, which includes some special golfers that aren't normally uh, talked about on this podcast, but we're going to talk about them this week. Right? Aren't they allowed to play in this tournament? Some of them are. Yeah, so we'll have some of them there. Um, I've already got the ick from Mr. chambo when I saw that clip that Brady sent me today with a wood box.
0: That's practice. <laughs> got to get that good line. Would you
1: show up to your next two-man scramble tournament with a wood box and put it on the button green?
0: Sure would. Oh,
1: you're You, are you a- know how
0: you have that nice, smooth backstroke? Practice. Is that how you
2: do it, brother?
0: I guess. I don't know. I had not had a great
2: putting presence lately. <laughs> Anything can help. Anything. What
1: and what can help you the best is going to Moon Golf and getting fitted for everything you need from the putter to the driver. And Brady's going to tell you about Moon Golf right now.
2: I wish I had something written up, but I don't. But you don't have to when we're talking about Moon Golf because, honestly, everything they do is amazing. So we love to go down there. We love to visit, hang out. We see all of our favorite people down there. Um, they have the best equipment you can find around – they may not, they may not have all the deals and sales like these other places do, but whenever you go, you're gonna, you're gonna find the quality equipment that you need for your game. So do not go in any of those other stores.
1: Don't go. Check out Moon Golf. Uh, I wonder if they have any PGA head covers in the store. I saw our buddy uh, down in Dothan; he had one. I, I, was like, I yeah. need to see if he can let me order online because that would be sick to have that on the collection.
2: We um, need to see I'll if try they th- can get some Barstool stuff in the Moon Golf in Auburn.
1: Oh, that would be cool. Uh, even though Barstool's in the Superstore and we don't support the Superstore. but That's neither here nor there. Let's draw attention real quick to Zach wearing the OG hat on his head. Do y'all see I, that?
0: You know, I as much as we don't deal with them anymore, it's still a nice hat. I mean that's
1: Braves vibes. That's early in the BSG days, right there. Hat still that fits, last year. still works, still bright color. Oh, was it this time last year we were repping them?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I saw in the memory. Yep. Yeah, could have kept repping them, but
0: just didn't work out. So, somebody out there still uses our code, and that's yeah. the wildest thing. <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. still
1: ordering cut golf balls using let our us code, know who let are us you. No, know. <laughs> we just want to know who you are. Uh, Let's get into it this week. Um, We're at the end. How did you set up the interview? Do we jump into it now, Brady? Or is it going to be. Yeah, I wanted
2: to uh, go straight into Grayson right now.
1: All right. Well, if you're uh, watching live on our test for the stream, then uh, you won't catch this, but the one that will be posted tomorrow. Check out this interview. Brady sat down with former Auburn University golfer, now on the PGA Tour Latin America, making his way through. Uh, you had
2: a good conversation oh yeah it lasted thirties over 30 minutes so it's gonna be a good one a lot of good There's, insight
1: you, you can check that out right now
2: today we're joined by mr grayson huff who is a former all sec second team player at auburn university and now he is earning his career on the pga tour latino america i want to first say thank you for joining the show and taking the time to talk to us about your golf career so far so We'll start from the beginning where you won a couple of AJGA events. Um, You've spent some time playing uh, high school golf in uh, Idaho. So my first question is, what were some challenges you faced growing up in Idaho? And did you have to travel a lot to play in more suitable climates?
3: Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me on here. Um, It's it's always cool to share my story and – Get to just kind of chat about golf, uh, eat, sleep and breathe this. So uh, it's part of me now. So I get to share it, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, going back to kind of growing up in Idaho and, and going through all of that. So uh, we moved there when I was little. And I played tennis beforehand, got into golf kind of late. And, um, you know, had some people just kind of be like, you're not going to really be able to get on the wagon, so to say, and get going. Um, and just as a late bloomer, it's hard to kind of get into colleges and do stuff like that. They recruit early. And I just from kind of day one kind of figured out, my dad and I, that we had to travel and play. And so uh, some of my friends kind of joked with me that went to other schools. I went to a private Christian school but uh, in Boise. But some of my other friends that I was playing against, they joked that I just went to daycare because I was always like, gone like I'd leave Thursday afternoon after school be gone Friday and then come back like Monday so most of the time I missed like Fridays and Mondays and then I come back for a couple of days um, but constantly just playing in stuff wherever I could whatever opportunities I could get um, you just never knew when you'd have that week and um, it took me a while I didn't I didn't really play well until about junior year of high school uh i got my first win at um, an ajga event and that opened the door for a lot of things um i did some really cool stuff early on but that kind of opened the door for me to get in more bigger junior events and then uh, that snowballed into some other tournaments so that's kind of the brief overview of everything
2: yeah no that's perfect i um I, whenever I saw that you were from Idaho, I was like, man, the golf climate up there is probably the, or the golf window is probably pretty short. So I was curious to know how that was. And I I, I found some stuff about your tennis that I, I was interested in that, too. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a normal question everybody has is, you know, how long and and, and to be honest, um Boise kind of sits high desert, so we can actually almost play about nine year uh, nine months of the year. Oh, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of jeans and long sleeve shirt and then rain, rain gear on because um, it's just cold. But uh, I've played many a rounds, especially in high school golf in the spring where the greens were frozen. And, uh, you know, you, you it, it was a tough round.
2: Yeah, so as I stated earlier, you are on the uh, Auburn's men golf team from 2015 to 2020. Uh, what was that transition like from the time you spent in Idaho to living uh, and playing in Auburn?
3: Oh, it was crazy. I think the, the best way I can explain it is I graduated high school with 55 seniors in my class. And the first class that I took at Auburn was a lecture hall in the business school and it had like 300 kids in it (laughs) so i walked into it and i was just like what is going on um and so that i i mean is a huge adjustment not to mention you know being from the pacific northwest and then coming down to the south and you know getting fully immersed in the bible belt and everything else that goes on down down here i mean um i didn't really realize that i was buying into the uh Auburn Alabama rivalry like I did and and now I bleed blue and orange but you know that that took a couple years for really just get distilled in me Um, but I mean just those little things that uh, uh, I mean Auburn's home to me now so uh, you know I can't imagine being anywhere but there Um, but you know beforehand that was a big learning curve uh, big process to go through but I'm very thankful that I got to do it.
2: Yeah, it's uh once you once you come down here and experience the uh, iron bowl, I mean you you get a full force of what it's actually like.
3: Yeah, I I skipped the iron bowl at home at Auburn my freshman year, and I came back and listened to the stories and and listened to the people talk about the game and remember watching it on TV, and I just was like, never again. If I have a chance to go and it's in Auburn and I have tickets or know people that have tickets, I am going. It doesn't matter if I have to fly across country or wherever I'm, I'm there.
2: (laughs) It's always a spectacle. Um, Always. There was a, um, a cool story I read. Well, I guess it was maybe not cool at the time, but it was something that I think influenced you to stay at Auburn or to pick Auburn. Um, your story about your dad's uh, emergency room trip. Um, I read a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, no crazy kind of just weird events that happened. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've always felt like I've been very blessed and fortunate when I make a decision. Uh, somehow it always ends up being the right decision. Um, you know, I was better at tennis and then I decided to play golf and now I'm playing golf for a living. And I, I chose Auburn on a whim, you know, from being from the Pacific Northwest and just kind of crazy choices. But that was one of them where you know, I had a terrible visit. Um, even my coaches and my assistant coach, I left after the visit and they were like, this kid's never coming back here. Like he's never coming to Auburn. Um, and I mean, I called him a week later and I was like, hey, I want to go here. And um, it, it it wasn't, it, it wasn't super serious. Like it wasn't life threatening or anything, but anytime you have a family member or somebody go into the hospital just for unknown stuff, I mean, your mind races. And so I, I was going around campus and just not focused on anything i mean they're talking about this is where you eat and this is where you go to and i'm just like i don't care take me to the hospital and figure out what's going on with my dad um but you know the the way that my coach handled it and the staff there uh it just it made it feel like this is where i needed to be this is where i wanted to be um you know it 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 was for me auburn became a lot more than just a golf school um and and i'm very thankful for that and that was part of you know, one of the reasons that kind of led me in that direction.
2: What was uh, the, chem- uh, the team chemistry like while you're a part of the Auburn team? <laughs>
3: well, I was there for six years because of COVID and a red shirt year. And so, um, man, I got just about every chemistry that you could think of on, on a golf team. Um, you know, we had, we had really tight group, you know, of, of golfers, really tight kind of team. And and then we'd have some guys graduate, some new guys come on and we had a more spread out team and everybody kind of did their own thing. So, um, I, I, I kind of got a plethora of, uh, you know, chemistries if you want to call it that, but, um, you know, we always, uh, there's something about being at Auburn and there's something about being part of the Auburn family. And, And I don't know what it is, but, um, man, when you go down there and you experience it, um, and you become an Auburn man or woman, I mean, you just you just stick together. And uh, that was something really cool, even on the team. But then, you know, elsewhere, it just uh, – even those years that we had maybe a, a more spread out team, you always had community and people around. So, um, I mean, the team has been great, and we got guys that are playing on Corn Fairy Tour, and we had older guys that were hanging around, uh, you know, with us, practicing with us, and, and just being around what we're doing. And so it just it, – it's just such a family. I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter if you were the the crazy uncle that no one talked to, or, you know, the really fun cousin that everybody's around, you know, everybody had a place in the family. And so it was awesome.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I agree with everything you said I, down here, you're going to get in to those groups where everybody feels like your family. And, uh, I think that's a really good, a good thing about the, uh, down here in the South, you, you're going to get, you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. when, when you graduated, uh, did you already have professional golf on your mind?
3: Yeah. You know, I, I started playing golf in high school and I always told people when I was younger that I was going to be a professional athlete. Um, I didn't really say what sport, which is kind of funny because at the time I was, you know, head over heels for tennis, but I knew that I wanted to do something professionally and continue, you know, moving forward. And once I started in golf, I just, you know, head down and was like, I'm going to do this. Uh, I had a a couple rough years to start. I actually redshirted in my sophomore year and then freshman year, I played like half the events, but um, you know, it, it, I can't say that it wasn't like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough or I'm going to do, but I just kept working at it and kept pushing. Um, and even right now, struggling a little bit with golf, just at a, you know, a low professional level and, and, you know, you just run into those stuff. But I, I just remember thinking like, I keep pushing, keep working, keep getting there. Like, this is what I want to do. And, and so in kind of a roundabout answer yet, like I, I knew that was what I wanted to do and I'm, was going to try to figure out how to make it work.
2: You got into the, uh, Latino America tour by a Miami qualifier with 10 spots, and I saw where you said you didn't even know what those 10 spots uh, <laughs> were for, but then you, you soon figured it out and uh, played in a few events uh, that first year, and you got a top 10 and a top five. So uh, take me through some of your first experiences when you were just getting your feet wet playing in professional events.
3: Yeah, well, it, it was crazy. I mean, um, honestly, for me, uh, covid during COVID and during the lockdowns and everything was 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 a lot of fun um we we all stayed in auburn the the city didn't really shut down too much um and we just we just practiced and played golf all day every day we had you know maybe some online school towards the end but i mean we just we just went and played um and we would show up and you know do the whole social distancing thing and you know play golf but um honestly, when, when they lifted it, just like everybody else, we were all confused. What's going on? Uh, You know, we're like, we're all playing good golf, but where do we go play? What do we go do? And that just tournament qualifier just popped up um, kind of randomly. And I signed up for it. I didn't know what it was. I just saw a qualifier for something PGA related. I was like, let's go. It might be a Q school. It might be, I don't know. Um, So I signed up, I went and played And I I remember vividly, and the the guy's name is Claudio. He runs kind of the tour. But I finished at five under, walked into the clubhouse, signed my scorecard. I looked at the scoreboard. Four under was in a playoff. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get in. And so I walked over to Claudio, the the tournament director, and I said, hey, I just shot five under. I think I'm going to qualify. I have no clue what I'm qualifying for. Like, just give me the rundown. Uh, so he told me I got in the tournament, which was cool. I had I played on a Thursday, so I had to come back the next Monday to play in the tournament. Um, and just honestly, like it was kind of a blur. Um, I flew back home real quick, packed up and then flew back to Miami. Um, had a big suitcase and just got dove into tournament, which was COVID and first one back. So there's a lot of nuances to it and just played really good, ended up finishing fifth. I was tied for the lead with nine holes left to go. Um, just, uh, again, like, complete, like, I didn't know what was going on at all, which probably helped me. And um, then I remember finishing after that tournament, and I walked in, and they're like, hey, you finished high enough that you're going to get into the next week's event. And I was like, cool, where is that? And they're like, in Colombia." And I was like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so so I had to real quickly book a flight to Colombia and and the rest is history I mean that's just that's my start to Latin American golf and now I've been down there for two years and um, just trying to learn some Spanish
2: yeah that's exactly what I was thinking the culture change all that stuff uh, what let's see how difficult is it traveling throughout South America to play in these events and how often are you getting to return home to see like family and friends
3: yeah no I, it's it's not as bad as you would think um there's some tough flights uh i normally fly to and then out of atlanta just cuz it's a good hub um but you know like the longest flights we got to fly is down to buenos aires or chile and it'll be about 9 hour flights um but and you get down there and really honestly like some of them are third world countries but they're very americanized you know big cities so you you get used to it pretty quick um but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're used to it. You know, yeah. golf is the same, but uh, you know, you you got a caddy that speaks Spanish and only Spanish. And um, you might be playing with some guys who uh, are from down there. So they normally speak in Spanish and then speak broken English to you. Um, you know, you're getting in an Uber and you're trying to figure out that. And you're trying to figure out hotels and you email people in English and they respond in Spanish, yeah. you translate it all. You know, it's just, it. it's a, it's not that hard. It's just, you have to jump through more hoops. Um, You have to do more, more little steps. And um, second year down there, I've really gotten used to it. I know what kind of foods I like. I know tournaments that I like, tournaments that I don't like, so I can kind of mentally prepare for them a little bit more. Um, And, and, you know, it's just, it's all a learning curve. Um, I feel way more comfortable now than I did, you know, first flight, I remember getting on the plane and stewardess came over and she started talking to me in spanish and i just looked at her and i was i just said see and everybody started laughing around me and i was like trying to figure it out and one of the guys behind me spoke english and he leaned over the seat and he was like she asked you to put the window uh, the window cover up and i was (laughs) like oh okay and so you know like just you're just a fish out of water but um you make memories you learn and then you move on
2: what uh what about the um the experience like visiting and or traveling to some of these different places are there any like that are top of the list for you
3: oh yeah um for sure I mean I've been to probably three fourths of the country countries down that make up South America now, so i mean um my favorites we just got done with a two week stretch that was in lima Peru and quito ecuador and Golf courses are great. Cities are really fun. Food's really good. Um, Ecuador is at nine thousand feet, so I mean we're way up there. Um, I actually was just went and visited the equator. It was like fifteen minute car ride from where the course was. Um, you know some guys when we get fly into Lima, they go to Machu Picchu, and then some of those people have flown over to the Galapagos. Um, it's really really cool. I will also preference with. Because we're going down there for a golf tournament, a lot of us don't get to go do stuff. So if you miss the cut, you tend to go get to sightsee. Yeah. Um, but you try not to miss the cut because then you want to make some money and play well. So <laughs> um it kind of goes back and forth. But no, I mean they're they're awesome and it's taken me places um I would never I would never have gone. I remember as a little kid I wanted to go to Chile for some reason. I always thought that country looked funny. And now I've been three times, you know, yeah. so it's just, it, it, it's just pretty cool stuff that, um, it, it'll be with me for the rest of my life. So yeah, they're, they're pretty cool areas and pretty cool places to go play.
2: During your time on the tour, have you uh, had to focus more on any swing changes or have you worked more with like your mental side?
3: Uh, probably a combination. You, Go from playing kind of a comfortable amateur schedule, college golf, where they take care of a lot of stuff, to learning how to do it all yourself, manage your coaches, manage your finances, manage your travel, um, just like any, you know, growing up, getting a real job, doing all that. Um, so, so there's a learning curve up on both sides. Uh, for me personally, um, I had some, not swing issues, but just like trying to figure out how to get it grooved and feeling good um just because practice schedules are different and and so learning how to do that um and then recently i've just been working a lot more on putting and chipping trying to you know do the scoring aspect because i feel like i'm getting my swing back into gear so um i think it's just kind of a combination every guy's different
2: so your best finish this season so far is a t20 um how would you rate how this season the 2023 season is going to the uh, other two seasons you've had well,
3: if I'm, if I'm being brutally honest, it's been pretty tough down there. Um, we've played, we have four events left, means we've played eight events so far this season, and I've only made two cuts. Um, I've had a couple good finishes, but just um, missed a couple cuts that I should have probably made and, and just been struggling kind of on and off the golf course um, with stuff. And so it really hasn't been the best season for me. Um, but I do think that like, it's taught me a lot about my game. It's taught me a lot about what, I, you know, l- I'm learning more things. Um, they always say that failing is the best teacher. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of learning that. I'm just hoping that I don't continue to fail. Um, cause there's a point where you, you can't come back from it necessarily, but, uh, um, you know, you, you just, you just have to take golf is such a hard sport. And, uh, even though I'm not having the best season so far, um, I go in a couple weeks back down to Columbia and you go and, you know, yeah, you know, Lord willing, go win an event. Then all of a sudden my season is the best season I've had so far. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's one week changes everything.
2: Right. Yeah. I've got on here that the last event you were in, you shot 71, the first round and then 73, the next round and still missed the cut. Uh, does that like truly show how good. Players are throughout the PGA Tour.
3: Yeah, I I think so. And then you know we play a really tight cut down there, so we have one hundred and fifty five guys, and it cut to the top fifty five and ties. Um, I think last week nine under was leading after thirty six holes, and the cut was two under. So you have seven shots separating sixty guys. Um, I mean that's crazy. That's um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, in in Peru the week before, the guy that won it made a birdie on the last hole to make the cut on the number to finish one under, and then he shot 14 under on the weekend, and he finished at 15, and he won by two. So, I mean, it's just it, – it's crazy. Uh, you know, golf is really difficult, and even at the highest level, you're seeing – um, you know guys that go out there and and they'll make the cut and then have two good days and and all of a sudden they finish top 10 top five um, you know so it's it's just uh it's preparing you for the the higher up levels but also you know we you you go play and you play well and you might miss the cut by one and you just got to turn around and you know try to make that putt the next the, the next week
2: so another thing that's happening while you're been a professional um you you have been uh, named a carry athlete i like yeah that that's a new thing to me uh, i've kind of uh maybe a few months ago i saw what it was and just realized that you were one of their athletes uh so for i'm gonna give a brief description because i don't know if there's probably not a lot of people that know what it is so um the new carry platform um allows fans to invest in aspiring top tour pros with investment starting from uh, 250 bucks the benefit includes unique access to the players access to golf trips and events discounts from brand partners and a percentage of the golfer's future earnings uh, Carrie also gives out annual dividends to the fan investors carry holds the funds in an escrow account and pays out monthly distribution to its players to ensure that they can continue on their path to making it out on the pga and lpga tours i thought this was a pretty cool thing like a game changing way to invest into players' futures. Um, how has this platform helped you and other players on tour?
3: Yeah, no, we are all. There's ten of us this year that have been selected to go, and it was a it was a tough process, and and we got you know interviewed and vetted and and went through everything, um, and and Donnie, the guy that's running it, is an incredible guy, and we're all just really excited and really thankful for it. Um, and on top of that, like, I think people think that we just turn professional. We have a bunch of money. You know, we get to fly around and, and go play in these really cool events and these tournaments and, and, and go see all this stuff. But, um, you know, I got a, I, I got a buddy who's the same age as me, as a roommate in college, and he's making – way more than I ever thought of with a nine to five job in Atlanta and just hanging out and go and do it. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, when we go chase our dreams, I, um I kept my card on Latin America last year and I lo- ended up losing like $15,000 on the season. Um, And so it's just not, they talk about all this money with live golf and, and these other people going on and it just doesn't represent, you know, the, the bottom third or whatever, these golfers that are starting up. And there's a lot of really good golfers who end up falling in a hole or whatever because they just can't financially make it. And if they had those opportunities, they would go. Um, and I I think Carrie and, and Donnie have, have kind of found a little niche. And if they're successful and able to run this thing the way that I think they can, um, you know, you can see a lot of people come out of this program um, and make it to the highest level because they're trying to find guys that uh, guys and girls that, you know, have the potential and, um, you know, are just struggling to kind of get their feet up and going and just having that little bit of extra really does help. I mean, some of the best players in the world that you've seen have had deals when they came out of college behind closed doors and stuff that have been able to help them succeed, but also peace of mind so they can go practice. And that's what this is. Plus I think it's phenomenal that we get to meet people and go hang out with, you know, we're going to do some pro-am stuff, I believe. And, and just like they said to have some interaction with the fans and whatnot. And, and I think it's really cool because um, it makes golfers a little bit more personal. We're already pretty, personal because we can walk through an airport and you never know who we are but um you know just the idea that we you know you can throw 250 dollars in you know feel like you're helping somebody out you get to follow along with their journey um you get to you get to see what they're doing and then on the back end you know go meet some of these people or whatever and and if you get the chance to I, I would encourage it because um you know we're all so thankful that people are helping us out. That's the only way we can get through this. Um, You know, I live paycheck to paycheck and literally it could be zero. It could be $800 or it could be, you know, 20 grand right now. It's just how I play is what I get. So, um, you know, people, people helping and doing what we do. um, It it means a lot to us. And I think Carrie is a great, great platform for that.
2: I'm very, uh, very impressed with it after reading up on it. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see something like that out there because all I hear when I listen to podcasts, the NLU podcast, the Barstool's foreplay podcast, they're, they're talking to more guys that are kind of up and coming, like, or playing these, um, tours, like where you're at. And, uh, it's, they're always talking about how, how difficult it is just to, you know, the travel, the, uh, all, all the, the hotels and everything that goes with it like um there's just there's not enough money that's getting spread around and I think that's a great way to um help invest with guys like or you know players like yourself
3: yeah no I I totally agree and you know you see a lot of people that um, even on the the good, good, and some of those other you know YouTube channels and people that are coming up out of it, you know, there's a few guys on there that are playing, but or have, have played in my situation, or you know, a little bit higher, and it's the same thing. I mean, they know they know what the struggle is and how hard it is, and and people find I I played with a guy the other day, and him and his wife started a, a dog grooming company, and that's how he's paying for some of his his dream to go play. I mean, it's just. We find things to go do it, but you know, Carrie's giving us a platform where we might be able to have some some people alongside and and get to, you know, kind of feel like a professional or you know high level professional. And um, you know, I think I think I really do think that it's going to be a really cool platform. And hopefully, one day, I'm I'm standing there with a green jacket on and I can go talk to some Carrie people and and say that they're the ones that helped me through it.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I hope to see it too. <laughs> do you have a let's say a five year plan uh, for your professional career at the moment, or are you just kind of going with the flow, seeing what happens?
3: Um, I think I could have a five year plan. Um, I probably do in my head, but you never know. Um, obviously the ne- the step is finish out the season here in Latin, playing really good. Um, get my corn fairy card by the end of the year, play a full corn fairy season next year, you know, move up. So that's, you know, two years that I'd be playing then as a rookie on the PGA tour. Um, And that's kind of, that's kind of the fastest, fastest path, but um, you never know. I got a, I got a Monday qualifier for the corn fairy coming up, um, you know, this Monday and you go play well, you finish high enough, you string a couple of those together all of a sudden, you're playing a corn fairy schedule. Um, I just had a teammate, uh, Trace Crow. He just Mondayed into the Wells Fargo event, and he finished like 27th or something, and made the weekend on a PGA Tour event. And he's been playing corn fairy. I mean, it just you just never know when you're going to jump up. And so, the five year plan is obviously be on the PGA Tour, make some money, be successful, be able to kind of start doing things, giving back to the communities, you know, stuff like that as you, you really kind of build into it. But, um, you know, it could be two years, it could be one year, it could be six months from now. It could be uh five years on the dot when I hit, hit there. So, um, I'm just hoping to have the opportunity to play for five years.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I was reading where, um, you missed last year's, uh, Monday qualifier for the uh, Corn Ferry tour by one shot. So hopefully hopefully we see some redemption on that one
3: yeah that was uh q school was rough last year and that was really good playing some of my best golf and uh to miss by one you know but there's there there's a reason that it happens it just makes the story cooler when i get there
2: <laughs> i agree i agree All right, i've got one more question i want to ask you and then i'll get you out of here uh we'd like to ask everyone on the show this question so who would be your the other three people to take part in your dream foursome on the golf course?
3: Ooh. Um, is it dead or
2: alive? Or I, I, I like to say dead or alive. I forgot to mention that.
3: Okay. And then it doesn't necessarily have to be golfers, right? Or right. Are we we exactly. sticking to golfers?
2: Yeah, no. I, I'd say any, anybody.
3: Okay. Okay. Um... Man, I've been asked this question in in multiple different ways, and I think I always answer it differently. Yeah, I do Um, too. (laughs) But I think, you know, uh, Steve Stricker has always been an idol of mine from a golf standpoint, so I'd love to go play some golf with him. Um, Roger Federer is another, like, idol of mine for just athletes, so that would be a really cool guy to come, you know, do that with. Yeah. yeah and then i don't know i mean it could go so many different ways i could take i could take tiger or hogan or nicholas yeah um or even my dad um but yeah i i man it's just such a hard question because i have to limit can i have like multiple foursomes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can you i just, can just bounce back and forth yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna have the whole course no um I think for answer today would probably be Roger and then Steve. And then, um, I don't know, just throw, let's throw Tiger in there just cause yeah. you know, just go play with him. So yeah, that, that's um, like
2: automatic finalist for everybody's. Um, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Um, I wanted to ask about, um, your dad. Didn't he play some, some professional golf?
3: Yeah. So my, my dad played a couple of years in the European tour back in, um, Probably, probably late late eighties, early nineties, right in there. Um, right when he graduated, he he played golf at Oregon, and then um, my my uncle plays on the Champions Tour. His name's Glenn Day, um, and so he's been out there for the last couple of years. And I don't exactly know what he's doing currently this year, but um, I I think he still has status out there and playing. Um, and he's played for a long time um, on tour and just kind of around, and then. My grandfather and my great-uncle have been golf professionals at the golf course, so it's it's been in my blood for a long
2: time. That's awesome, yeah. Well, thank you uh, for your time, Grayson, and we look forward to keeping up with your career. And I uh, can't thank you enough for joining the show and taking the time to give us some insight about what it's like playing, on, playing golf, traveling, and being a part of the PGA Tour.
3: No, I, hey, anytime, give me a call, and then uh, next time we'll go play some golf.
2: Oh, awesome. I I mean, we're – I live 20 minutes from Auburn, so you let me know. I'll be there.
3: <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good.
2: All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: No worries. Thank you.
0: We are Almost back. You. Thank you, Grayson. Sad you <laughs> that played at Auburn, good. but thankful you played with us on Riverside.
1: <laughs> Trying to get uh, Grayson in a four-man scramble.
2: I think he's down. Uh, it sounded like he would uh, – he's – Probably gonna whoop us but either way having a say, new video I
1: think we're starting to get to the level now where um like you have people like Maddox that are good and beat us and then you have people like Grace and they'll probably finish us nine and eight
2: yeah <laughs> I'd just gonna
1: it. oh yeah I'd love to get beat on the channel by PJ Tour. as Latin soon as America.
0: it was over we'd be like okay let's say hello five of us can go yeah <laughs> let's just finish the round see what we can get
1: oh uh, the last eight holes yeah speaking of going low this isn't in the notes but let's talk about a tournament that was held at Point University uh, this past weekend there was a viral couple months ago clip of some teams shooting 46 uh, very questionable went around Instagram but well, we had a we didn't have it there was a four-man scramble at our local course this past weekend for an organization winning team shot a 42 at a par 71 29 under par you boys have played point several times is 29 out there to be grabbed
0: i don't think so i don't think if you're playing reds i mean i think you could even have maddox uh scott blake and ruin i don't think 29's in crabs even from the reds
2: i want (laughs) to see like what did they do so i think i don't know anything about the tournament except that this is the one that happens every year that's always like that. Like I had people message me this past week asking to play in it. And then my dad had people calling him like, Hey, has Brady got anything going on? We'd love to get him on the team. And I told my dad, I said, dude, I am not going back to play in that tournament because it happens like that every year. And, uh, that specific tournament. Yes. And, Uh, I'm thinking since it's a big, big fundraiser thing, I feel like they probably had it somewhere in in the uh, before the tournament started, where you could just like pay to start lower than other teams. Because I just don't see <clears throat> any of I know some of the people that played in it, and there's just that's not fathomable for people like that play around here, especially on that course with those greens, and we know what the greens look like. So
1: now the <clears throat> the winner, at least the team name. He did win recently on the Andrew Anthony circuit. That's true. Ice. So in he may become a lot. Right? very yeah. questionable in the C flight, which is the nine to thirteen. Is that right? No, it that's higher
2: than, than higher than that. Right, oh. Zach? Oh yeah. I I don't know. C flight's you, what you and Jeremy. Unless, I, in unless I'm going to gonna be there,
0: something. I'm not really watching it. I see all the invites and stuff, and like so, seeing the new change for scoring, but. Me and Jeremy were talking about playing in the, one of the next ones this summer. Because we would start at six under. It's just one giant pool.
1: <clears throat> oh, and everybody going at it?
0: Mm-hmm. Same tee. I think it's all white. Uh, our flight would be like six under. A flight above us would be two under. And then the champ flight or whatever the highest was start even. So kind of like
1: some uh tour championship type stuff right there.
0: Yeah. That's what, what that I need idea. to compete.
1: <laughs> but uh, 29 under at point, I don't think. It's, especially, we've seen the condition the course was in. We played in a tournament the week before that. yeah. And uh, it was not 29 under conditions, I don't think. so. I would love unless, to
0: see the scorecard.
1: Then again, like he said, it was a charity. So at, they could have bought so many mulligans. We have no clue. It's just funny seeing a 29 under in a four-man tournament.
0: We need to... Uh... Make up a scorecard and figure out what it would take to get 29 under. Got to eagle all the par fives out there. Eagle all par fives.
2: Got to throw in like a handful of par fours to be eagle too.
0: Yep. Couple (laughs) hole-in-one. Doll's going wild. Whoa. whoa.
1: Uh, Sorry for your ears. (laughs) Yeah, sorry everybody for the ears. So uh, that's that. Going now into the last week, we had the AT&T Byron Nelson recap. We all made some predictions uh, Brady coming off a couple weeks ago, making the correct pick to missing the cut this
2: week with his pick. No, didn't even. <laughs> enter. He, did, oh. he didn't even enter. Yeah. Oh, he didn't. Oh, man. Was well, that Casey injury?
0: picked two that weren't even playing, so that's fair.
2: Well,
1: uh, I changed it before our official <laughs> picks. Official <laughs> pick at one point was leading, uh, but ended up tying with Zach's pick. Both. T5. 5 Are we starting to get better at this where our picks are kind up there towards the front, or are we just getting lucky? That's what I was trying to figure out as I made my pick for this coming week.
0: I think it's better because we're watching more golf. I
1: think so. Uh, Maddox's pick, Harry Higgs, cut. And then, like I said, Zach, Tyrell Hatton, and me, Scottie Sheffield, tied for fifth. But let's talk about who won it. The man in the middle of your screen, I guess it appears on the same way I'm looking at it. Are you in the middle of your screen, Brady? I'm on the left of mine. <laughs> okay, my screen, you're I'm in the top middle. I'm on left of mine. Oh. Well, in the middle of the screen right here for me has been picking jason day like i pick my wife every morning like just you know how you pick that's a bad analogy <laughs> you know, I so
0: choose, there's a chance she couldn't get picked is what you're no,
1: saying i choose to love her every day it's automatic that's how i feel about him making picks each week it's always jason day for some reason he didn't pick jason day this week uh but man the dude comes out and just i thought he was done on the tour
2: He's had a ton of uh, ton of injuries within like the past five years or so, but like you said, I feel like I deserve a little partial credit on this one because I've been pushing that- this man for like two months at least now, and uh, he had some wrist wrist injuries, back injuries, and uh, I think more recently he had some stuff going on with like vertigo. But uh, oh. the putter the putter has been hot this year. That's what I've been noticing. And uh, he finally put it together with like a good round with ball striking, and uh, I think that really made the difference.
1: Taylor made athlete, ain't he? Uh,
2: yeah, I think so. I honestly don't know. I know he's all Nike, and then and that uh that Nike shirt he was wearing Sunday, man. He uh, oh, look like uh looks.
0: I almost bought it a couple of weeks ago when we were. Looks in like that one Zach's wearing. I like it him now,
2: almost. <laughs> the robot.
0: Uh, I tell Brady if he gets any credit for Jason Day winning. I get credit for John Rom winning the Masters.
1: Almost. <laughs> I'll give y'all I'll give y'all like 15 Give me a half
0: point.
2: Yeah. So I was like, give me a half point. Uh, I think point.
1: Brady's first pick of John Day was the Masters, wasn't it? When that the first time you threw him out there?
2: Yeah, I threw I threw uh Jay Day out there to win because I mean, going into last week, he was actually favored for the uh the Farmers last week and um he, he missed a cut. So I guess whenever he misses a cut, that's when I need to pick him because the next week he's coming in firing on all cylinders.
1: He knew them bills were due. He's starting to turn <laughs> into a little Duffner he's action. Got,
2: yeah, he's got the four kids. One of them's probably going to be a good golfer. I imagine he's got to support that. I
1: think I watched, uh, I think it was PGA memes when he does the house tours. I think he yeah. went to Jason Day's. I saw yeah, Jason Day did. one. His training facility at his house is ridiculous.
0: That's all I need.
2: He's got, oh, like, a 200 like, a 200-yard par 3 in the backyard yeah. or something.
1: It, well, it's like a gym. And it's like bay doors open up to, like, a range, basically, in his own yard. Yep. Uh, that's what we need, boys. We just need to invest in that.
0: You build that right now. Just add it on. I Without got A that. couple more trees.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, Jason Day, is he here to stay? Is Day here to stay? No. Nope.
2: That's the yeah. That's the big question. I, I don't know. I, I knew no he question. had one in him, but, yeah.
1: He's going to be like Ricky. You know, Ricky came on the scene for a little bit this year, and now uh, I picked him last, or last week or last week before last, and it didn't work out too good for me. Um, so while we're talking about PGA Tour, let's talk this week. This is a big week. This is our second major of the year, the PGA Championship. I have that right here, the results last year. Uh, the, the also, the Alabama Alum, is it alum or alumni for a male?
0: Uh, I think it's alum, alum is fine, but I think it's alumnus.
1: Oh, alumnus sure. Justin Thomas uh, won it in. It was a playoff, correct? With shaky hand, Will Zalatoris.
0: Oh yeah, and,
2: and Mito we were
0: all crying watching that putt. Oh yeah, and is that where we made the Duncan bet last year? I think Did it was. Like, and he uh, said, "Hey, th- if if Justin." loses i owe you and oh man he did it. We, my boy yep, did we're it putting
1: it on the instagram story we're going yep. for it and it all i relived it watching uh the full swing documentary on netflix because it covered this one uh, of the justin most thomas
2: shots, honestly of all of last year that eight iron he hit into the uh the last hole all he had to do oh, was, JT? Uh, yeah i think all he had he had to make a birdie or something like that and he put it on that par five within like I think it was a, within like 15 feet or something like that for an eagle, but he he barely missed the eagle putt, but he made his birdie to win.
1: Took home 2.7 million uh, last year doing that, but this year let's see if the PGA Tour app. You never know if it's going to load or not.
2: I got some stuff was, on that course right now. Uh, I had it written down because I was going
1: uh, to I was going to do some stats on the course, but it's not working. So you run the up.
2: last time the. Uh, the PGA Championship was at Oak Hill, um, was 10 years ago. Jim Furyk had a one-shot lead going into the final round, and your boy, Casey, uh, Jason Duffner, shot a six to win his first major title and $1.4 million. And that money ran out quick, but that's
1: okay because <laughs> he's invited to play in this tournament for the rest of his life.
2: Duffner beat uh, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, and Rory by seven strokes that, that event.
1: I think he could. Uh, I think he still got it in his game. I know y'all are haters. He's not in the field this week. Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't know if he could afford the flight to New York or if he's injured. I don't know. You would but, think uh, he'd want to go back. He would have to. There's no, there's gotta be some reason why he's missing it. But so we're gonna lock in our picks right now. If you uh, are a gambling person, then call one eight hundred gambling help me or something like that. Uh, we're just going to tell you what we picked. If this was Vegas, I promise you, you'd win. So lock it in. Here we go, Zach. Say it. Lock it in. All right. We're starting right here. We're going to start with Z Clay. Probably look, if I had to guess, he's looking at the field right now as we speak. Oh, I am. I see his eyes <laughs> scrolling up and down. Are you ready? Yeah, you want to go to Brady looking, first? No, I'm ready. Okay.
0: I'm Zach's going, picked um, to win the 105th first time, PGA Championship. going to be a first-time major winner. Maximus Homo. Wow! Damn, get the first major for him.
1: That's a solid pick. I mean, I wouldn't have picked him, but it's solid. I don't know if you want to lock that one in. It's locked in. Is it iced coffee locked in?
0: We can we can do that. Who's your who's your pick? Uh,
1: we're gonna get to mine, and whoever finishes better than the other. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brady, you next. PGA, hundred fifth PGA Championship. Who do you got?
2: I'm gonna lock him in before you did last week. You took your time and didn't. I don't even know if yours really counts, but Scotty Scheffler, he's going to do it. He's going to add another major. That was that my guy. other
0: thought was Scheffler. I mean, he's, he's, he's got to
2: be the betting favorite. I know Rahm won the Masters, but I just feel like Scotty's got, I don't know. I feel like he's got the advantage this week.
1: Uh, he's not going to get it done because there's only one man in the field that's going to do it this week, and you're looking at him smiling at you. Colin <laughs> Morikawa, baby. <laughs> My man is locking it in. You can lock it in. My dude's taking the win. Uh, so we got Colin Workow. We've got Scotty Scheffler, and we've got Max Homa as our picks. Guaranteed, if you want to win, you should pick one of those. Probably not Max Homa or Scotty Scheffler. But uh, lock that in with your boys, Colin Workow. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. Did you all see the clip of JT hitting – 47 yard four irons soft cuts at land 132 whatever
2: i saw i actually went and watched the full video uh probably a few hours ago when i got home
1: i need to watch the full one i just watched the clip but um just anything with the no laying up guys and then you add in jt JT and Speeth, i was like oh this is gonna be a good video
0: yeah they're just like brothers it's always good Uh, content when both of them are together
1: I know, yeah, I saw that one video. Probably one of my favorite videos. No Lane up did was the one in Hawaii where it's two v oh, two. Oh yeah, that was a really that good turned
2: video. out to be a really good uh, a really good video for them because I I remember watching it and I was actually like, you know, like who's who's about to win this? Because I don't think Speeds was putting all that great and uh, they were he they were relying on him a lot.
1: Um, we had last week head coach of Point University Skyhawks here on the. Uh, the pod and so they're in arizona right now getting ready for the championship and today we saw a clip a video our boy got took out by apparently i read the comments a jumping cactus it says (laughs) if you get too close they jump off is that real
2: yeah uh, i heard Riggs talk about them on on their podcast he says that if you it's for real like if you get too close to them they can't can't come after you
1: (laughs) so what's they just is that like their defense mechanism, or is it just like I never got to be that.
0: defense? They just deploy like grenades. Yeah. yeah, he had like
1: four or three or four, and they're taking them off with wedges, just yanking it off. Uh, that was wild seeing him do that, but anyways, Brady can run us through real quick. Uh, Auburn, you know, our favorite here on the cha- on the channel, our favorite team to interact with.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: their players interact with us, unlike another team.
2: <laughs> Not right yet. now. Yeah. I know right the Auburn uh, men's team is hosting. They're actually hosting the regional for the NCAA in this area. They've got um, some of the top college teams in the nation down there right now, including Vanderbilt and Augusta. And uh, right now, Auburn, Auburn finished their round at four over. Uh, their leading individual, Brendan Valdez, is sitting at T3 with a score first round score of 70. Uh, the number one D player in the country, Gordon Sargent, he plays for Vanderbilt. He shot 71, so he's in, uh, I think, right behind him, like T5 or something like that. And uh, we're going to keep that updated through, throughout the week on the Instagram. I think it goes on until Wednesday, so if this podcast comes out tomorrow on Tuesday, we'll definitely be posting about it then.
0: What the A&M guy shoot, the one that played in the Masters?
2: Uh, he wasn't in this one. I, I have to look and see which regional he was in.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was SEC. I forgot it's regional. Do you think if you took,
1: let's say this guy right here, Gordon, who's the number one player in the country, uh, you took him to a hard course, or like he's at now, put him at the furthest tips out, which he shot 71, and then at the same time, we were able to go to Roanoke or Point University, a very easy course, play from the red tees as close as we want, and it was the same tournament. We're competing against each other, but it's different course, different tee boxes. Could we win? No. <laughs>
0: four days
2: or one
1: yeah over four days but That's for four scramble. days you're shooting that no no solo you're at point from the reds <laughs> <laughs>
2: no i've seen what happens to me whenever i go to the reds there's just too many so. Shots. So at,
1: at the end of the day like you turn in your scorecard from point from the reds and he turns in his from uh the tips at au club or whatever um and and you don't think through four days you could catch that beat
2: that man He still beat me by like 40 shots probably <laughs>
0: 40 shots.
2: If it's a four-day event, I'm probably going to shoot 10 over on all of them. So. and He's probably going to be around even par. Yeah,
1: I, I, I didn't think it would be uh, that hard until we filmed a video that got lost in the archive, a.k.a. the trash bin, where it was, oh, me, and I a- beat you. It was me and AJ from the whites huh. versus Zach at the reds. And at one point, I think Zach was about 14 over from the reds. And I realized, uh, I guess it is hard to shoot from the reds.
2: It really doesn't help much because you, you're having to like pull out a lot of short uh short game to I was in a bunch score. of
0: greenside bunkers, which has never been a problem. Yeah. Off the box.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he was down there on some of the holes. Um I still think that'd be a cool video we need it when we have time one day to bring it back. Uh but this week we have a new video coming out. The four man, which was only three man this this time, me, Brady and Mitch took on. Uh, Columbus State University's Bernard, what's his last name?
2: Meyer.
1: Meyer. Bernard Meyer from South Africa. Yeah, um, he's one of our uh, Nation
0: of Africa.
1: I just—I was going to say America first.
0: I asked just Brady on different.
1: there. I said, "Brady, how'd you find Bernard?" And Brady says, "Well, I googled the, I looked up the lowest scoring average on their team and messaged that person." So. Uh, you'll find out how well we did against Bernard. The dude was a solid ball striker. Um, loved watching him play. Played at uh, Bull Creek, correct?
2: No, Maple Ridge. <laughs> Maple
1: Ridge, somewhere in Columbus. I get them confused.
2: Oh, uh, no, Bull Creek's in a, a hundred times better condition than Maple Ridge is. And I don't know what's going on with some of these courses around here, but these public courses in our area, are, their greens are just shot right now, man. So joining, the biggest
0: thing I hated about finishing playing while we waited for the baby was the course selection oh yeah like, it I a had RGJ a Tj or anything
1: so Brady's good friend uh I think they call him Abe real tall oh yeah. Chris. yeah I think so brady's let me Brady's good friend Chris uh called me uh he's talking about some work stuff uh, but then he's talking about point and he said man if you ever wanted to shoot good at point you need to go now because it's playing the easiest ever play and I was like man I was just out there and the greens were so hard but he also messaged us and said guacamole last episode he's telling me on the phone he's like I text y'all and said that Uh, I love watching your stuff so shout out Chris I know you're watching right now or listening one of the
0: two you know he lived across the street from me and Jeremy growing up oh did he yeah directly
1: across the street he said if we ever need a fourth let him know I said we're always trying to find a fourth in the four
0: mans
2: notice there's only Uh, three here (laughs)
1: Yeah, shout-out, Chris. Um, You know that guy
0: never said anything. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) guacamole. Yeah. Uh, He don't even know we do this.
1: Brady went out to the fields uh, this past weekend to take on the back 40, the Red Clay Strays. Are they as good as the hype, Red Clay Strays? I was
2: was actually blown away. I, I had, before we got there, had never listened to one of their songs. Uh, which is odd because they're kind of in the genre of country music that I listen to, not like oh, yeah. mainstream. I'm, I'm more into the indie stuff. So I had never even, it wasn't because like of anything, I just never had gotten to their music before, but um, they're, they're more of like the kind of blues and jazzy. The guy, um, their lead singer, dude, he, he reminds me a lot of like a really country Elvis. So, Oh my uh, God.
1: I was just showing uh yesterday. On Monday, I was showing Katie uh, a picture of the Red Clay Strays because we're talking about them having that concert. Because uh, her sister Isabel asked if I went, I said no, and uh, I said I showed him, I said he looks like Elvis Presley, but anyways, yeah. I looked at it and I said this looks like a band Brady would like. He
2: uh, he actually sounds. Uh, I mean, I'd say like his sound is very close to that. Like it's not as maybe like pop as Elvis did, but it's very. Uh, he has that real deep, smooth voice and uh dude the back 40 did not disappoint i was very very uh, impressed with the way everything was set up uh funny enough when we got there um they had like right at the gate when you drove in they had some guys telling you where to go park and i was like man this parking lot is full and uh so i kept driving they told me to go down there you know where the cart path turns takes a left uh to Mm -hmm. go down the first fairway they were like pull Mm -hmm. down that cart path and then the guys were like all right I want you to go and drive out into the fairway and then park on the backside right there. I literally oh had to, I rode over the first tee box and went down the first fairway in my truck. Oh my gosh. You just drove over the tee box? Yeah, that's what they told me to do. Oh.
0: <laughs> just disrespecting the course and could went down the cart path.
2: Yeah. So I was like, that's wild. But honestly, that course is in such good condition, man. I, I was so impressed. I haven't been out there in a couple of months and I, everything's green, everything's Flowing, dude, it looks awesome. And uh
1: there's a like there's a good turnout there.
2: Oh man, I was I was very impressed with the turnout. Um when when we walked in and walked around back, there was already probably over a hundred people there. And that was that was whenever the, the opener he had just started playing. So I'm sure by the end of the night there had to have been close to two hundred, two hundred and fifty people there.
1: Did you get some smoke and moes barbecue?
2: No, they had um Fat Daddies in Lagrange. Oh, they had days. them. They had them there. Um, and oh, then they had, is, that,
1: is that who we ate that time? In that parking lot? Oh, I, we, we went to there. Oh, this Q oh. Shack. Oh, okay, never
0: mind. <laughs> Q Shack is now in a permanent sitting spot. Oh. it's a food yes, truck, it. but it's in a permanent location.
2: While we were uh, waiting and watching the opener, uh, me and Brent were standing there. Shout out Brent Oliver for being on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was he, there. He ain't listening, point. but shout out Brent. Yeah, so me and him were standing there chatting, and uh, we were watching people. We were standing right on the cart path uh, in front of the 18th green, and um, there were people playing. Like uh, there were people playing until it got dark, pretty much. So there were people riding through on carts and stuff, and I just turned around and looked back, and there's a I see a Be Still Golf hat. I was like, whoa, who is this guy? And yeah, uh, ask walked, you to sign but, it. No. So I walked up yeah. to him, like, asked him, uh, I was like, man, what's your name? And uh, I was like, I like that hat. And uh, he told me uh, his name's Harrison. And uh, he used to actually live, I, I think he lived in that area at one point, And then he ended up getting a job at the fields. Dude is, like, best friends with Ashley now. And he now works at Harbortown in, um, on Hilton Head Island. And oh, actually, wow. just, he just caddied for, um, he didn't caddy for Jordan Spieth. But he caddied in a group with Jordan Spieth uh, a couple of weeks ago when they came there, and uh, he had some pretty cool pictures to show me of that. So that was pretty awesome. Got to get him that on would the be podcast. That'd wild. And, uh, yeah, he's yeah, got, got, got some on. crazy stories, man. Would have been crazy It'd be hard for to
0: focus walk. on doing your job with Spieth oh, 100%. right there. Like, My boy.
1: <laughs> Do You want to Help swap uh, caddy? Uh, it would have been wild if Freddie would have just walked up to him on the 18th with Sharpie out, just like, "Are you want me to sign <laughs> the hat? Is that why you're wearing it?" <laughs> And the guy's like, and on no. The top
0: or underside sign.
1: <laughs> the guy's like, what? Uh, so that's uh, we're gonna get into. Well, first, that's all we have coming up with videos. Got that coming out. Uh, and then this Saturday, do we have a fourth party? Who's going with us to Roanoke? Uh,
2: so Brent, Brent's pretty. I think he's like ninety percent. And then uh, he Joe says that,
1: that all the time, and he's gonna text us the night before.
2: Yeah, we'll see. So uh, I'll have somebody on standby, but uh, Jeremy said that he's more than likely gonna be able to go. So, uh, I'm just so, waiting to make sure.
1: So, is Brent getting points for Mitchell and Jeremy getting points for Zach? Or, Zach, do you want Brent getting your points? You get to pick because you're here on the pod.
0: Give me Jeremy. Oh, give me my boy.
1: Okay, okay. okay. He's getting your points. Uh, now we got to figure out the only thing now, Brady, This since Zach's missing one. So, after the first episode, AJ scored whatever. We took off ten points and handicapped Mitchell with that since he wasn't actually there. Are we giving Mitchell back then ten points and gonna let Zach keep whatever Jeremy gets, or is he get ten points taken off Jeremy's? And
0: we need the back. help to be competitive,
1: so we need to give Mitchell add ten points to Mitchell's total score, and then y'all are just gonna play uh, whatever points I give y'all. Yep.
2: Yeah, I like that. Okay. All right. I was thinking too. Um... Note
1: to editor on my next to add ten points.
2: I was thinking too. In the next or later in the year, as we get on, if there's one on the schedule that doesn't work for you or I, um, we can we can take that week off, and it'll kind of even everything out. If we can get somebody to fill in for us, you know. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah.
0: Getting to fill in for y'all. <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> I'm we get to called Drew Hall.
1: Oh God, no! We get to pick who fills in for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, if they'll show up.
1: Um, hopefully, the goal next year is to be close to full-time. Is it 2025 or 2024 full-time? 2025. Wow. So maybe next year we're a little closer to where nobody misses us, one of these, and then the next That's what year. I'm hoping. Because we're trying to see who the best golfer is. I need Brady to take an off week so we can put him with like uh we can get somebody wild out here to take his spot. I can let my dad – He's 20 only 20.
0: been playing 20 years. That yeah, we'll take let me Joe do But I'm almost there.
1: We can get him. We need to go ahead and look at the prize for uh, golf for the year. I think everybody should have to. Did we you? go to dinner or something, and everybody should have to like buy his dinner or something like that, or we'll figure something out. Unless they want a trophy. Um, this is part of the show where we're going to talk about the drop zone. I got it fixed, boys. Oh! Oh, he's here. Well, that one's going to be wet. Welcome to the drop zone. Four there. (laughs) Can we keep? (laughs) See now I got to edit out the whole intro. (laughs) The the four sounds like uh, Frankie a little bit, but the Drop Zone presented by Warlord Brutal. Zach's got all the goodies at the house. They sent us. No, I just submitted another
0: order today. What'd you get? Got to keep the car sense. That's my favorite thing now. For fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off.
1: Uh, You buy more than
0: two there instead of five dollars or four dollars each.
1: Oh, how many did you get? Three. If you could be sponsored by any golf clothing brand forever, what would you choose, or who would you choose?
2: Hmm. Man, I've been. I don't know. There's I've been good choices. A bunch of oh, brands yeah. lately, uh, trying to trying to reach out and figure out where uh, where we want to go next. So this is a good question.
1: Um, I don't. I'm just going to say wild card here. Give me.
0: Oh, I kind of. I don't know. Really want to say. That. I was going
1: to say Ralph Lauren, but I really don't think I want Ralph Lauren.
0: Not with the way you talk, you'll get cut like JT. <laughs> He's so oh, dumb.
1: Yeah. I don't you talk about that? <laughs> um, I don't want Nike or, or Adidas or anything like that. That's too,
2: too mainstream.
0: Yeah. What about Thomas Matthew? I
2: that what Ooh, it Travis, is? Travis, I Travis Matthew. Travis, Travis. Uh, Matthew. I've been looking at their stuff. But you gotta have good. a Grayson brand that,
0: looks good.
1: Graystone looks good. You gotta have a brand that does polos and pants though. You gotta have the I full... know it's
0: Grayson. Is it Grayson or Graystone? Oh, Grayson. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, Grayson. That's what I'm talking about. The one JT sponsored by.
1: At this point, give me. Uh... Shoot, they always got
2: Speeds looking good. Give me Under Armour. They got. I'll pants. take
0: FootJoy.
1: Oh, they do have good
2: Dang, that's a good pick too. I like. I, I, I'm leaning towards FootJoy, but because they can kind of do it all. But, yeah, um, they got I mean, head to toe. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to find somebody that's going to be able to put your whole outfit together.
1: I'm taking, I'm taking out an armor. Give me foot joy too. Their shirts are too sick. <laughs> As <laughs> I, I thought ca- about I,
2: it, I wish I could split them up because I'd want to go like, you know, somebody for polos and somebody for pants. Because I don't. Well, like build rooting.
1: it, build it. Let's hear you it. Can. Who you got? Pick, pick a group.
2: Dude, the uh, those, those pants that I got, uh, actually was texting Macabre. Uh No, 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 I thought. <laughs> I was texting Zach today about the, uh, have y'all heard of that brand Rhone? It's like the athletic wear, R-H-O-N-E, something like that. But anyways, dude, their pants are so freaking nice, and they have that, like, I don't know, y'all might not like it, but it's the slim fit, like the taper down. It's like the Primo's, but they're not, like, cut off at the bottom.
1: So what man, you're saying is you pick something over Primo's.
2: I'm trying. I, I'm just trying. Oh, I'm man. not saying. He ain't loyal. I, I sent in, I'm the only one that sent in a uh, Primo order lately. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, know, I need to order some full one. right now. I love the I Primo need some shorts. shorts
0: for the summer.
2: Oh, their shorts are so nice. I've got three pair now.
1: I need the Primo. Shirt. I got to order a pair. How? What did you order? You get eleven dollars off. Of.
2: Um, I got a new a pair of shorts, another belt, and a T-shirt. Jeez, the man's
1: loaded. He's got Rich that stuff coming can't
0: in. Can't hide money. Can't hide it.
1: Uh, give me a yeah. Dang, if we're gonna break it up, are you gonna still go to Foot Joy if you break it up?
2: I don't know if Foot Joy has pants.
0: Oh yeah. They, they do, do got pants. Yeah, they they got everything. Outerwear oh. too. Like green days. Uh got the, nice,
2: uh, the, the light like, rain pants too.
0: Quarter yeah. zips, shoes I'm taking a thing of pants and shorts. Foot joy yeah. shirts.
2: I think foot I joy stick shoes. With pants and shorts too. They're just I like my just under just armor comfy. shorts.
1: I, I mine are uh, my under armor shorts are kinda like
0: they're not like
2: they're slim too long. fit shorts. They're baggy. Yeah, they're too long. They go down to your knees, and I I don't like that.
0: I don't think mine touched my knees. You might have well, bought you, the wrong ones. You built different. You You're got six little legs. Three. I
2: wish
0: I was 6'3". Uh, you got to get those 7-inch
2: like, inseams for us little boys. That's what you I know. like.
1: The 7-inch inseams?
0: Yeah. Uh, sure. I was going to say, speaking
1: of Primo, you can be like Brady and uh, save $11 and use BSG-15 for 15% off. We got a code for it our all. own
2: code. Yep.
1: He's get we make money when you use the code, so Brady's making us money in return.
2: Just basically sent eleven dollars to the Be Still account. Pretty much it.
1: And if you're uh if you're using our code for Cut Golf, let us know,
0: please. Who is <laughs> you?
1: We want to know who you are, and if you're still playing Cut, which right now you couldn't tell me that Zach's not an official Cut golfer right now.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: How do you know? When are we gonna go film around at the field? It's been a minute. I'm looking at his hat. And I'm thinking, when are you get out there
2: and film around, dude? It looked incredible this last, or when I was out there this weekend. I wanted to play right then. I told Brent, I said, "Don't make me turn around and go get my putter right now, because I will put this whole concert." <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be fun. I told but, you uh, I We need definitely a need to make it
2: day round. Put it in. Hey, game. you let me know.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> let Casey me said.
2: know, <laughs> Casey Zach can be a i that thinking day. If, <laughs> yeah, he will I'm gonna get I'm any, any round. Food.
0: Soon it's got to be Father's Day. You That'd tell Johnny, a great first Father's Day present: round of golf.
1: Tell her we need that. We can get us an early morning tea time too.
0: We get. We could do the old back nine bandits. We're due right. for for another part.
2: <laughs> gotta I get another uh, red beer. <laughs> I
0: love that series,
1: and I hate it too because how we start off. Every episode, we start off winning, and then it comes down to 18, and we lose on 18. Which is crazy.
0: You know, I I felt like it would be, um, with Brady on my team, I thought we'd be heavily favored.
1: For it to just come and down to 18 like that every time? Every
0: time, yeah. It's always down to the last hole, which is exactly what I want Exactly, as a That's winner. going to keep running. When, when you lose on 18, <laughs> your hopes are just yeah, we cut. Did,
2: we did stroke play when we did that, right?
1: No, it's match. Oh. Uh, I think all it does is uh it's just building the story up. It's making me and him the underdogs like we can't and then we're finally gonna get a win out here eventually. Eventually.
0: One day. I one day. Oh, we, need, we need to go ahead and book it. Father's Day. Johnny. I'll just tell Johnny we're booking it the Sunday. We'll play after yeah. church.
1: Two o'clock. Yeah, I'm down. Two o'clock. I, I can do whatever I want. It's Father's Day.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> we can do whatever we want. We need to get it booked. Y'all two versus me and Mitch. Uh we're going to the fields?
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: We haven't filmed uh, out there since Road to Texas, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Which is crazy. I was thinking, this time last year, we're filming Road to Texas, already getting ready for our trip. And this year, it's still kind of up in the air on our trip, like nobody's committed anything yet. I was like, man, this time last year, we're already filming video knowing we're going to Texas.
0: Yeah. Flights were booked.
1: Which is packed.
0: Such an exciting
1: time, getting ready for that.
0: Some uh, people had paid in advance, some not till the morning of.
1: <laughs> um, that was a good trip. So we got that. Father's Day is locked. Lock it in. Father's Day. Right, lock it in. Red Brady. Beards versus Spec Nine Bandits. You know Brady does a uh note tournament every year for Father's Day.
2: Oh, yeah. I, 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 I played in it last year. There. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tell him you out, my boy. Or
2: just go play
1: it there in the morning. And then turn around and come play with us at two o'clock. Yeah,
2: no, I could that could definitely happen. Just make
1: that you need to go ahead and uh, talk it like Saturday instead,
2: Casey. I'll I'll, I'm gonna let you know right now. The only advice I can give you uh, before Saturday is if you've got any carpet in your house or in your apartment, you need to start putting on it right now because that's what the greens are like at Roanoke. They're probably rolling like a seven
1: favorite greens to put on. I'm lock this in right here. Saturday, I'm shooting an 87 or lower. Lock it in.
2: I could definitely see that, but I Roanoke think it's going to take a Club. lot more to beat me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang. What did you, oh, you shot a 81, 80 out there? Uh, the last time I played out there, I shot like an 82, but um, that was when the greens weren't great. But whenever I, I went out there this past week and shot five over and didn't use uh, I didn't use my driver or a three-wood. I only used two iron off the box.
1: Zach, mm, for for that Duncan, tough. for Duncan, I'm beating Brady this weekend. Lock it in. Mm. With if handicap? Was, or
2: with no, no, hand
1: straight hand up. up. If I was within one stroke at Purcell, I can take him at Rono. Oh,
0: that was a hot day for you, though.
1: No, no, that's that's the new me. Oh. 90, shooting <laughs> When's a ninety. The last time you swung? Uh, that tournament last week. <laughs> that's plenty. That's plenty.
2: You wasn't using any lower body that day either. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling better, though. I'm, it's, and it's Roanoke. I've always said if I'm going to shoot in the 70s, it's going to be
2: at Roanoke. You know the so I already you look are, forward to going know, out there. Playing at Roanoke, you can enter your score on hand, or on 18 birdies, but it doesn't affect your handicap because that course isn't handicap rated.
1: Well, that's good for me when it comes to Stableford. I want a high handicap.
2: Yeah. Well, it's not going to help it like in the long run. But
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm locking in. The reign of Brady is going down Saturday. Mm. We're one year. The reign of
0: terror is over.
1: We're one year <laughs> and five months into Brady never losing to anyone straight up in BSG. It ends Saturday. Lock it in. Lock it in. And that's it for episode 55. Thanks for watching. Check out all the sponsors Moon Golf. Check out Warlord. Check out Primo. Uh, see y'all 20s. next time. 20s, BST-15.